I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rebel. Vicious. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and the championship's back. Um, the Millers have been in uh, been in action. Mick, back in the Championship. Know, it's just bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> bizarre. Um, so we'll cover that. We'll cover the referee, some individual performances, how we thought Swansea did, some brilliant performances from some Rotherham players, well, nearly all the Rotherham <laughs> players, to be fair. Um, ben, did you enjoy it? Are you in a better mood than last time? Or... What the game? You were you in a better mood? No, what yeah, today? was the game in a better mood than last time? Yeah, because that no, was today. I mean, I mean, after the game or today? Just now, mate. I'm, I mood, yeah. I'm in a good mood now. It. I am now. Why now, mate? Go and tell everybody. Because uh, England have just won the Euros. <laughs> Congratulations to the Lionesses for being European champions. I think for the first time they've ever been yeah. European champions. Mm-hmm. Um, fully deserved. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the Germans getting very upset with <laughs> England. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of Rotherham because they were just getting just up trying to upset the Germans. That's what Rotherham was trying to upset the other team. <laughs> um, I was very happy about that. Listen, it was a cracking game. That it was a cracking game, and, and to be fair, I think for the most part, England were the better team. Um, obviously, Germany had periods where they, they were they were in the game and. Uh, you just felt, you know, at 1-1, <laughs> you know, we're going to still dominate a game and then end up losing, as England tend to do. But um, but not this team. Impressive. Properly impressive. Yeah. Congratulations to them. For follow up, I'm going to follow up with a World Cup win, whenever the Women's World Cup is. Oh, I shouldn't have a couple of years <laughs> Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> um, Intimate mentions, mentions that. Power UK mentions it. Gav Grundis says, up the, mill- up the Millers and England. Um what a win for the that was fantastic tournament of uh, the women's Euros as well. So yeah, massive congratulations to them. Uh, brilliant. And we and I sort of if you think about it, the old Rotherham United a little bit as well, because we let you know our stadium was used for the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've got to take some credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what and how and why, but we will take the credit when you know. Well, I think what what we did, we allowed France to play. On, mm. on the best surface in Europe for um, for the three of their games, which give them the opportunity to push Germany to the limit in, uh, in the semi-final, which just tipped it over the edge for England, I think. Yeah. So um, that's the link for uh, for Rotherham United winning the Euros. Take <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, so yeah, yeah, congratulations to the Lionesses. Um, we also have a good shout out for Athletic Green who are supporting this episode. Um, thank you very much, Athletic Green, for their nutritional and multivitamin supplements. Um, Michael, are you still taking Athletic Green? It's been several months yeah. now. You're yeah, still I'm still taking it, mate. Still going on with it. I, I have to be honest, it doesn't do a great deal for COVID. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I didn't say anything on back it about that either. So, um, yeah, very, very, very much recommend it. Really good. Really good. 
Okay. Do you feel like it helps you with your routine in the morning? That's um, some of the things that it mentions. It's just created a new routine. That's, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so, if you want to get involved with Athletic Green, if you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham, uh, they will give you the vitamin D3 supplement as well as five free travel packs. That's Athletic Greens forward slash Rotherham. That just allows you to take control of your daily nutritional insurance. Thank you very much, Athletic Green, for helping out. Um, a lot to cover from Saturday's uh, game. Ben, it was start with just being great back at New York Stadium in the championship. First time since I think 2019 with a championship game with fans in. Um, it was great. It was really good. Yeah, it's an amazing stadium, isn't it? Uh, the grass looked amazing. Mm. Uh, the atmosphere was good. It was just just amazing being back in, to be honest. It's an amazing stadium. Um, sold out, I think, was it? Oh, well, not just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing, all round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's cover the bad bit before we come on to the positives, because we have to talk about fans again. Um, there was some skirmishes in the away end, well, the way end of the family stand. There's conflicting reports on what started it, um, basically irrelevant what started it. Um, we don't want to see fans fine at football stadiums. And it's sort of a shame you look at the, it's one of the things I hate about football is that type of toxic atmosphere that it can build up. Um, unpleasant. Don't want to see it. It's not football. It shouldn't be football. Um, I hope they identify anybody that was at fault, uh, who was the cause of it, and they get a swift and quick banning order. Whatever was, whatever happened for both sides. I'm not. I think it's important. We don't. We don't know exactly what started it. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was Swansea's fault or Rotherham fans' fault. I hope it's identified and sorted out uh, what the problem was, and it doesn't happen again. It can't happen again. Um, Mick, anything to add on that? Because it was just. It's irrelevant, really, who started it. It's absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. If you're stupid enough to get involved in it, then you deserve to be banned from ground, for, as far as I'm concerned. There's no place for it. Um, and if, if if your intention to go to, when you go to a football match is to get involved in a scrap, then you're, then you're a moron, an absolute moron, and you don't deserve to be allowed in. I don't want any part of my club. I don't care whether they started it or who started it. You know what I mean? It's utterly irrelevant. It's time these people just grew up. It's really, really just beyond childish. It's not even it's, it's not even worthy of the term childishness, is it? You know what I mean? So uh, the, 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 there was plenty of CCTV of the people involved. Um, I saw at least one steward getting assaulted by a female Rodham fan. Mm. Um, these people, these people should be banned from the ground. Um, so, fingers crossed, the club takes swift and, uh, and positive action and get rid of them out of our club. 100%. Essex Formula says, I think the club made a statement saying it's an automatic ban. If I'm right, yeah, if they, if they identify who did it, who was, or, you know, people that were involved in it, uh, they'll hopefully hand out some bans. Because we don't want to see it, Ben, do we? Uh, listen, no. let, me, let me just say one thing. Sorry, Ben, for interrupting. If the club did any help pointing them out, I'm happy to do it. More than happy. And I'll stand on now and say that, you know, I, I am more than happy. Not that they need it, but... Yeah. Shows us why were there no police in the ground? I simply put, I'm pretty sure it's a costing thing. To have police inside a football ground is extremely expensive football clubs. Um, it's cheaper to pay stewards, basically, or essentially on minimum wage, um, trying, to, trying to do that job. I do feel sorry for the stewards. They do the best job they can. But I wouldn't do that job for minimum wage to get smacked right head by some random people. Ben, anything to add? No, not really, no. Good. Sometimes men's a, men's a, Ben's a man of very few words. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, I don't blame him on this one. It's me, I can't keep my gob shut. No, that's right, you can't. Um, it just frustrates me, that's all. There's, there's there's no police. Was there? I'm going to say there are no police in the ground because the club has to pay for them and the club has to pay for them for, because the government many, many, many years ago um, just cut budgets and cut budgets and as a result, um, that was one of the things that had to had to go. Um, so that, that's why we're in the situation that we're in. Um, it's wrong. 
the police should be in there. It's a public place, you know, at that time, and they, they should be in there dealing with it. But unfortunately, that's how it is. Yes, unfortunately. So let's move on. That's the negative. That's the negative. Let's well, talk about come on. positives. Um, so one-one draw, open day of the season, Ben. <clears throat> Pre-game, would you have taken that? Yeah, pre-game. I, I, I listen. It was a good result. I don't really care about the result. I think the performance was <laughs> genuinely that for me right there. That is football. That's just that is just how football should be played. That's how that's how just football is. That's how you win games against better teams. That's how you win games against people that are better than you. It, it was just amazing, honestly. That that was the dream. That's just how football should be played. In my opinion. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was genuinely beautiful to see. Right, okay. That's uh, fine. I just Are you waiting for a butt? I was waiting for a butt a little bit because I thought that... Is, is there a butt coming? No? No, genuinely. That was... Uh, genuinely, it's not sarcastic. I said it on the thing. That's one of the performances. In my opinion, one of the best performances I've seen at New York in the ter- in, in terms of, you know, like, obviously you get like six no wins, but that, that, that's not... That's a good performance, but this is like a proper performance. Is that if that makes sense? Does sort of make sense. You mean from my point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah winning three 0 against Wednesday and all that's good or whatever, but that's better than that, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Um, it didn't start perfectly, mate. The first ten minutes or so, I, I don't know what word to use, but the first ten minutes wasn't brilliant. I thought we allowed Swansea to. I'm not going to dominate either because they didn't dominate at any point in that game particularly, but we allowed Swansea to have too much of the ball. And we just didn't impose ourselves, I think, is the right way to put it in the first 10 minutes or so, did we? No, we didn't get the press right to start with, um, which, I mean, we're away from football for three months, you know, you know, full competitive football for three months. So that's pretty understandable. And we're there with a new team as well. So it, it took them a little bit of world, a little bit of time to get into their, um, into the stride. But once they did, the, the press was amazing. The press was fantastic. Um and, and, and I'm with Ben in, up to a point. I think it was a, it was an outstanding overall performance by that by the team. Um, but it also, for me, showed that there's there's plenty of room for improvement. Mm. Um, so so it's it's it was really really positive. I thought really positive. Mm. Yeah, certainly positive. I, I think it's important. That that's a starting point. That can't mm. be the peak of that performances. That's got to be where we build from. Mm. Uh, if that's the best we've got, then I think we'll we'll be in a fight. To, we'll you know we'll, we'll be in with a good fight, but we've got to keep improving. We've got to create more chances. I think playing a team like Swansea is maybe not the best barometer either, because they're not every team plays like Swansea, do they? They don't. Uh, but I, I I would argue against that, and I would say it's a very good barometer because you can be pretty certain that Swansea will be there or thereabouts in the playoff area. Um, and it's very difficult to say, you know, where, where exactly where, you know, they may be pushing for automatics, they may just be pushing for um, for, the, for the playoffs, but there's there's no doubt they've got a lot of quality in their side. Um, assuming that you just want to pass ball 500 times in 90 minutes, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's not have a dig at Swansea, but let's just talk about Swansea's performance, Ben, because <laughs> I, I mean, certainly me and Mick, I think, but I think you fall into this category as well. Me and Mick are not particularly big fans of teams like that. If that was my team, I wouldn't be such a big fan because they're championship players for a reason. If they could play, play the ball out all the time, then they would be in the Premier League, they would be higher. Teams like this t- tend to, and at times they struggle with the press. Um and it doesn't work if, team, if teams press that play. If, if every team played like that, in, if every 23 teams in this division played like that, we'd be in chat with the players because that's perfect for I know we drew the game, but that is perfect for a team like us. I don't particularly like it at this level. What do you think? No, no. I, to be fair, I, I, do, I would like it if Robin played it, but I don't like it if they signed Messi, Xavi and Iniesta to, you know, eight years ago. You can only play that system with certain players in the world. There's only a handful of players in the world that can play that system well. Uh, some of them don't even play anymore. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. That I don't know. It baffles me because I, I, I don't like that kind of football. It's good. Mm. Like I say, when you've got Messi, Javi, Iniesta, you know, all these players. But, you know, when you got 
championship quality, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And in reality, they probably should, they probably should have won one 0 because they had to score a ridiculous goal. And so you know what I mean. How effective that system is proves itself to be ineffective every year in the championship. Yeah. Well, they finished fifteenth last year. I know they got some defensive issues, which they hope have been fixed by Darling. Um, we'll see on that. We will see on that. John Morell says Swansea will be top, probably top twelve, but their defence will ultimately cost them lack of last season. Yeah. I probably agree. Probably agree. Let's talk about our goal. Come on to the second goal. Their, their goal in a minute. But our first goal, mate, came from a set piece. Typical Rotherham scoring from set pieces. You know, just <laughs> playing into the stereotype as we do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, what John's just said there, defence will let, their defence will let down. If you can't defend that, then then you have got some serious issues. Um, mm. But we opened them up quite a few times in the second half as well, defensively. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a typical Rotherham United goal, were not it? As far as Sky Sports are concerned, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be um, they'll be ticking that box now for uh, for the rest of the season. That that goal will define our season from Sky Sport point of view. Mm. Um, yeah, still got to score, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I thought at the time, Ben, Woody had flicked it on, but it weren't Woody. It was their defender that flicked it on, and Chio reacted very, very well. He, he, he didn't have much time to think, and it's a lovely just, just flicked on header. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a striker's goal, mm. uh, is what it is. It was a very good goal. Um, I didn't think it was Chio initially because of the goal it was, because it moved, it moved, it moved quite, uh, quite quick. I would say you don't expect Chio to kind of score them goals. Um but it wasn't. Yeah, that if if he can add that that type of goal, you know, like a striker's goal to his game, like I said yesterday, it'll be unstoppable. Um, so yeah. Also, yeah. love a good set piece goal. Do. <laughs> do. We very much do. Um, we're gonna be, maybe end up being a little bit controversial here, Mick. I don't know if other people see it the same way as we do, but I know we talked about this yesterday in terms of Chio's overall performance. He scored the goal, and I think he looked dangerous at times. But for me, that was below what I expect of Chio. I'm not saying he had a bad performance. I'm not saying it was awful or anything like that. But in terms of, I, I don't really want to say work rate, but he's, his press was nowhere near as good as Connor Washington's or Jamie Lindsay's or Dan Barless's. I thought Chio's all-round game, left uh, compared to his normal game, left a bit to be desired. Um, well, I will say we're because uh, I think we're up to scratch in terms of uh, the rest of the team yesterday. Uh, I accept that he's playing a different role to what he's used to, and, and as a result, that may well take some one that might be because he needs to get used to playing in that position, or two, um, is there still something going off behind the scenes with this Swansea move that we're not aware of? Um, I don't know. Um, I just put that out there. Um, I hope I'm wrong with that, but. Um, you know, if I'm not, and, and and that is it, then then so be it. As long as we get a decent fee for him, but but yeah, I, I, I questioned yesterday's work rate, um, I, but that that's because we set a really, really, really high bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, in in any other team, it wouldn't even be worthy of comment. Um, but and and it's probably like you said, it's probably clutching at straws really, uh, in terms of finding anything that could be improved, but. Yeah, I, I was a bit. It was noticeable. Let's put it that way. I think it's yeah. probably for me. It was noticeable. Uh, it's not a criticism. It was just something that I saw. Yeah, um, we should point out Russell Martin said in his post-match interview in terms of the link for Swansea and Chio Ogbeni that he had Russell Martin said he had never spoken to the player in his life. Uh, well, unless you've had a bid accepted, you're not allowed to speak to him anyway. So I don't understand comment really you wouldn't you can't you don't make an offer to the player themselves well um, it's not a no is it it's not a no exactly he, 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 I think he's done a bit of a Paul Warner he's been very truthful but maybe missed out a bit you know purposefully and understandably maybe not given us the full truth mm. um, but yeah what all I'd say is that I read that comment with scepticism I'm, I'm sure he has never spoke to you that doesn't mean he's not interested I don't know we have, we have no inside information I'll add on that one. It's not like we know that there's going to be... Uh, Cheryl Stone says, Sean, Twitter, that somebody's saying he's in medical there on Tuesday. I don't think that's the case. I, I've, not, I've not heard anything. Just 
a pinch of salt, Mr. Martin's comments, and also the fact, Ben, that Russell Martin was very unhappy after the game. He thought his team were comfortable. I think he said it was, I think, along the he thought they were comfortable. Comfortable with a better team and should have won the game comfortably. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he didn't just say we should be beating teams like Rotherham. Then we could have might as well. It would peak, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have. It would have. Uh, listen, he's it, an idiot. Whoever, listen, he's an absolute <laughs> idiot. If he thinks they're a better team, it's not. I shouldn't say that because he doesn't actually think that. He's just, I don't know, maybe trying to get a reaction from his team or something. But yeah, that, yeah he probably doesn't think that. If he does, he's an idiot. I think he's done a bit of a Carl Robinson and just said something. Yeah, yeah. For a reaction. he's trying to get some up for the team. And he's trying to mm. prove a point, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, John, John well, Wilson. You were. Martin yeah. Mooning, imagine my shock. <laughs> yeah, it seems like one of those guys. And, and, and uh, he, he went, it was MK Dons. Can you think of any other MK Dons managers who whinge a lot? Can you think of any? <laughs> No, I can't, because I like to. I like all the others that they've had. Well, to be fair, the guy that no. followed him, like Liam Manning, remember Liam Manning last season when we beat him 3-0? Yeah, yeah. At their place. He was, he was exactly the same, wasn't he? The thing with it is, Matt, they've got this and, and they've got this footballing philosophy. Mm. Right, that, and and, and it, it's almost as if they do, they, they've lost sight of the point of the actual game itself. And, and I've said that slightly for a little bit of a laugh, but also there's a, there's a certain element of, of truth in it because they've become so obsessed with mm. possession-based football, absolutely and utterly obsessed by it, that they end up as being all fur coat and no knickers, don't they? You know what I mean? It's all, it's all, it's all pretty lovely, lovely, lovely stuff, but there's no substance to it whatsoever. There's just none whatsoever. Um, and I don't know. Listen, while other teams continue to play like that, it's just great for us. It's absolutely brilliant for us because, you know, none of them are good enough. I'm, I'm sorry, but they're not good enough. And they won't, won't ever be good enough unless they can afford to spend the money mm. like Man City and, and Barcelona and, 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 and clubs like that that are able to spend the money on the players that can actually give it some substance. Because ultimately, any team can play the ball around the back when they're not being pressed, you know? Some teams can learn how to play through the press eventually, but they can't progress far enough of the field consistently enough to make it worth going through all that rigmarole to try and get to that stage, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's quite, poor. It's quite rare that a team that is in the championship that is so focused on one way of playing that they're successful. Mm. You look at Fulham last year, we went up with that's because they had Mitrovic and they played to Mitrovic's strengths. Uh, but even Brent, when Brentford went up a few years ago, they all, all, people sort of look at them as, as a team that tried to play football, but they weren't. They were quite pragmatic in the way they did it. Um, mm. I, I struggle to think of a team that tried to play the proper way and were actually successful in the championship. I may be wrong, the, I may be proven wrong very shortly, but it doesn't seem to work. Lead the What's the didn't, did they? But, Le- but Le- yeah. Leeds were high energy, high press. It wasn't pass the ball around at the back and then. Move I th- well, this is the thing. I well, I think it was meant to be, but I, I don't think it worked out that way because Bielsa's that kind of guy, isn't he? Bielsa's Guardiola's idol, isn't he? Or Guardiola learned off Bielsa or something like that. So yeah, I, I think it probably was was meant like that, but it just didn't turn out that way. Which kind of which furthers your point. Mm. Yeah. To be successful in the championship, you've got to have a bit of pragmatism. Norwich are a very good example. Norwich have Norwich were the best team in the championship two years ago, but the, you couldn't pin them down as a way of playing, I didn't think. They just had some individually amazing players. It's about winning games. That's all, is it? Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's just about anyway. winning games and fighting every single game. Whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think we all agree. Um, let's talk about the Swansea goal, Ben. Uh, now, this is frustrating. I've seen a bit of criticism that we didn't close the man down. And I understand the criticism to a point. The problem I have leads into what we've just been talking about is that Swansea were essentially refusing to shoot from more than it appeared to be, about eight yards out. It, they had so many chances in the first half an hour to pull the trigger from the edge of the box. And they just refused. They just didn't do it. They were looking for extra pass, the extra movement. And then suddenly they pop up from 30 yards and they belts one in. I, I don't understand how we're meant to predict that's going to happen. because. Well, 
sorry, if I said before the game, right, uh, if they're just going to pass it about, they're just going to pass it about. And I said, their centre-half has got it. And I said, you can either go out and press him and drag a man out of position and create an open yeah. gap, or you can let him have it. You know, you keep your line and you press players. And if a, if a centre-half scores a 30-yard screamer, a centre-half scores a 30-yard screamer, there's nothing you can do about it. There's some goals in football, or there's some certain situations where if you concede, you concede. You can't do anything about it. Because if you put... It, I'm obviously, I'm not a football manager, I'm not a tactician, but my understanding is that every time I play football... If one man goes out, that line is then uh, unstructured and passed right in behind, and now they're on. Now they're closer to the goal and better off chance attack. Whereas if you give it a centre half a thirty yard shot, ninety nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand, that's in row Z, and you just end up in top corner, and it ends up in top corner. Is what it is. You go again. You, you know what I mean. You can't do anything. That's a one in a million goal. He'll never, like you said, he'll never hit the ball. He's cleaning his life. That lad. It is what it is. There's some goals you can't you can't stop. Could not have put it better myself, Ben. Could not yeah. have worded it better. But make- I just say as well, there's a saying in there's a saying in America: it's perfect offense will always be perfect defense, and that's just true. You can't stop that. That's a perfect goal when defended perfectly, but he just went in. It's like Americans having some some sensible sensible saying. <laughs> Yeah, Nick, and, and I, I couldn't. Ben's just worded it perfectly for me. Nailed it, absolutely nailed it for me. Yeah, and no, no blame to Victor either, Mick. Well, you could have. I mean, the only I suppose what you could have done is brought Josh Chapman on as well, and hope that one of them might have got an answer. It. No. Yeah. Absolutely none. Yeah, it's it's very. I think what what happens in football nowadays in terms of Twitter and things like that is you see a goal and you think, well, this could this could have done this, could have done that, could have done this, could have done other. Yeah, so that, yeah, you're right, but that's that doesn't didn't make sense before it happened. But before it happened, you know, it's it's, it's captain hindsight. I think, I think anyway. Um, yeah, no blaming anybody. Uh, yeah, move on. Uh, move on. Their keepers pulled up a good save. I think we were 1-0 at the time, though, Ben, ben from Chio Bene's uh, mm. bicycle kick. Uh, we put them under a reasonable amount of pressure. I think we've got a comment at the top from when we first started about we had the most shots from anybody in the FL yesterday. Steve Adams said, I know Matt loves his stats. I obviously had more shots on target than anybody else in the championship last season. And that's what it's about. It's not about keeping ball. It's about making their defence and their keeper getting something to think about. And that was a really, really good save their keeper pulled off from Chio. Yeah, yeah, on a different day, that's 4-1. You know, if Barlas, Kelly and Chio all score their chances, it's 4-1. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, on a different day, 4-0. On a different day, it could be 4-0. <laughs> it's just one of them things, isn't it? It's, it's a good save. That's it. Um, great from Chio. Great instinct again from Chio. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just that's just a good bit of play by everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Good shot, good save. Yeah, absolutely. We're probably going to go through... Um, most individual points. I think most players on the pitch deserve a mention for one reason or another, to be honest with you. But we can't finish the sort of a match review, Mick, without talking about Michael Obafemi and what I think is the worst miss New York Stadium has ever seen. And I, and that's, that's... I mean, we've had Freddie Ladapo for three seasons, you see, he said something there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. And that, well, yeah, you're right. I can't think of anything that was just gifted, and he's just done that. I can't believe he missed it. Cannot believe he's missed it. It was genuinely unbelievable, wasn't it? I thought at the time he was trying to pull it back across goal. Uh, having was, seen, that, having that, seen, that'd be peak Swansea, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it just? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would, yeah. Since he's off at line, he decides to pull it back across goal. <laughs> um, but having seen it from the other end, from the from the other side of the ground, from where the camera is, I mean, it was just—I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I mean, we almost sort of aimed it there. You know what I mean? Which is why, like, because we, because obviously we were on the opposite side of the ground, so it, so it looked like it. it, it well, it genuinely did look like he was trying to pull it back towards the mm. spot or whatever. Maybe he just lost his bearings <laughs> to a closer to, to line than he was and, and was trying to pull it back. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, he should have buried it. But then there are other chances that, you know, we, we could have buried as well. So 
that, that again, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, and ultimately that game could have been four apiece. Yeah, with with a, with a reasonably clear cut chance. Clearly, that was the most clear cut chance mm. out of all the others. Um, but there were still plenty of chances. And like I said, it could have been four apiece. Mm. Yeah, it could. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. John Morell says the worst thing is he scored a world day against Birmingham last season. I think he's got worldies in his lockers. I, I think he's fairly young, though, to be fair to him, to give him a little bit of leeway. Um, it's just is nice. He's from Southampton. He's from Southampton. He plays for Ireland. He made his debut over the summer for um, for, Northern, for the Republic of Ireland. I don't know why, but I associate that name with uh, Southampton. I don't know if that's completely wrong. Ben nailed this, you know. Yeah, he played 32 times. For Southampton, and it came through. It didn't come through the youth system; it actually came through somebody else's. But yeah, well, it was from Southampton. Well done, Ben. That's because you told him last time to do some research, Matt. No, that's, that's, that's actually from football. That's actually from Football Manager. Uh, do you notice that uh, because you because you said it's from Football Manager, Ben? That's suddenly worth less to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's not a valid, yeah. it's not a valid opinion because you got. Yeah, it's not true either, either, is it? It's just made up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's go through some individual performances. Uh, do you want to go back to front, front to back? What do you want to do? Uh, back to front. Back to front. Fine. Let's start with Victor. Victor got the gloves, Ben. Uh, it was a bit of a toss-up. I think Victor had the gloves at the end of last season. Had the gloves. Gets the gloves now. Um. Didn't have a great deal to do. I mean, he pulled off so he pulled off one unbelievable save in the second half, which was, was the pick of a pick of a bunch, really, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I imagine that's that kind of a keeper's worst nightmare. You know, nothing to do and you see mm. a thirty-yard screamer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of a worst day, isn't it? That's kind of a worst day possible. But yeah, just sound uh, came out where well, they came out uh, and covered for Kyoso, made up for Kyoso, mm. not tracking a run in the second half, and that save was. At the time, I thought I could save it straight at him. And I saw a replay, it weren't. It was a bit out to his right, so it was a phenomenal save that kept us in game. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add, Mick? No. No, I thought, I, I mean, that saving second half from uh, that one-handed flying save were, were worldy, an absolute worldy. Uh, I have seen some criticism on Twitter of him today for some bizarre reason. Uh, but not with, none with any sort of substance. Well, it's, it's just a kicking any a substance bit. of any kind. Um, it's just sometimes he's kicking. I, I think I think when he's under pressure, I think he's kicking going a bit away. But again, we're in championship. Uh, you're yeah. not going to get a key. There's not most keepers are going to kick into him a bit. If not iffy, you're going to make a few mistakes kicking when they're under pressure. I think uh, yeah, it wasn't absolutely. for me. It wasn't terrible, but there was a kick or two that went wayward. That's all I'd say. Ash, but whatever. No, yeah, he's a great player. I don't think I'll be by him, but you know, love him to bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Jalen Simpson says she saw the same criticism. He's a wild card, but a tr- but a true keeper's instinct. Yeah, absolutely. He made a good save. He didn't really make any mistakes. As good as what you want from your keeper. Perfect. Hundred percent. Uh, moving on to the defenders, Grant Hall made his debut and Cameron Humphreys Grant made his debut as well. But let's start with Richard Wood, Ben. Um, there was lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of criticism about Richard Wood in pre-season. Um, I felt it was unjust and it was unnecessary. Thoughts? It is unjust. We're criticising him because he's 30, 36, whatever he is. He's 36. He's barely seen him play football and we're criticising him because he's 36. People can still play football at a very high level at 36. You don't decrease in ability at 36. Well, not everyone does. Some people do. Some people don't. Uh, I, think that's a, I think that's a huge misconception uh, in sports. You know, you decrease in age. No, that's just a misconception. Uh, so, yeah, I play every week for me. If, he, if he's fit enough and if he can. If you can play like that, you play every week because you can see him leading Humphreys and you can see him, you know, just just getting that back line and just he's just a leader. I, having him in the team benefits everybody. He just makes everyone better. Mm. Um, he's just a good player. Uh, every week for me, if, if he's depending on how his body's feeling and you know what what his injury risk is like and stuff like that, I'd, I'd play him as much as possible. 
Yeah. I do wonder these people, those people that criticise them, and, and that you're entitled to your opinion, that's fine. If you if you didn't play in pre-season and you think you were rubbish, that's fine. But how many seasons do you have to say at the start of the season that Woody looks rubbish for him to start and be good? Have we not learned his lesson? It's his age. <laughs> he's 36, so he's a bad footballer. Years, aren't they? People have yeah, been saying people this. Say, yeah. People say it's 31, 32. He's 32 now. He's a bad footballer. No, yeah. he's not a bad footballer. But he then he plays in the season football. and it turns out he's still quite good. Yeah, because age doesn't matter. You, some people <laughs> do decrease. Some people, when you, when, when you don't rely on athleticism, like someone like Woody, who has not had, with all due respect, not had the greatest athleticism throughout his career, you have to rely on other things. And then other things you can still rely on until you're in your 40s. Yeah. So, every week for me, like I've said. Yeah. Right, Richard Woodoff at your peril. Mm. Yeah. Um, Chris Teller says he saw victory in the lounge after the game and he's not very big for a goalie no, I, I, I agree um, he's, he's not got the size for a goalie but he's got the mental, um, got the mental state for a goalkeeper hasn't he? you know, yeah. he's completely mad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got the heart of a goalkeeper definitely um, Grant Hall's one of those make that he had a good game I, I don't think it's Paul won't say he's not up to speed. He's not fully fit. And I, I, if if he's not fully fit, that's really really good because he didn't he didn't put a foot wrong. He wasn't he wasn't oh my god he's amazing. He just did a job. It again a little mm. bit like Woody. He just did a job and was very very solid. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't know whether it was Ben that said this after the game, but he's one of those players that or maybe you. He's one of those players that if you don't see him, you know he's had a, a decent game, mm. and and we didn't really see anything of him. You know, he just did what he had to do. We did it effectively. Got on with it. Yeah. Got on with his job. Um, he's clearly not fit. He's clearly not able to to, 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 to perform for ninety minutes at the moment. Uh, but that's understandable, bearing in mind the lack of game time that he's had uh, and the lack of pre-season that he's had. So, um, damn good acquisition for me. Really, really good acquisition because I think, much like uh, Beltier, I think he's another Richard Wood. Mm. You know, he's that. He's of that ilk. Highly, highly experienced player, but just a solid player. Not a, there's no flair, there's nothing there in terms of um, you know pulling any trees up if you like. But he will absolutely do the job. So yeah, good sign for me that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, a couple in the comments. Cheryl Stone asks, anyone know why we've narrowed the pitch? Now I don't know this for certain, but I don't think we have narrowed the pitch. The lines that you saw that were green were because of the Euros. UEFA will have a set standard. You've got to have a pitch for it. Um, so that's why they were still there because the game was only last week. And they've got to cover them with something. I am I would put money on it, that pitch size we had yesterday being the normal pitch size we had last season. That's not been confirmed by the club or Paul Davis. Or anybody, but that's, that's what I would put a lot of money on, to be honest with you. Um, and Power UK says, love the new advertising boards. Yeah, I did as well, to be honest with you. Look very good. Look very smart. Um, the other central defender that to talk of Benjamin is the young lad Cameron Humphreys uh, made his debut. I think his debut in English football. I might be wrong, but I think it's pretty sure it's his debut in English football. Um, I am very excited from what I saw. If that's where, if that's his debut, if that's the base he's building off, I am very excited for what he wants to come. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. I think it, whoever said it, I can't remember who said it. it might have been that the uh, the Belgian expert or whatever said that he mm. plays better with a you know like a leader, and mm. that kind of did show. You know, he did uh, not jump out of position, but he did some some things where if you haven't got someone who understands, right, he's doing that, so I need to you know do this mm. and cover for him, then that's going to create problems. Um, so I did kind of get that, uh, but yeah, he's a good player, man. He runs a bit weird. <laughs> he runs like like a like a like a robot type thing. Uh, but he's that nah, is good, man. He's good. I I, mm. I was really impressed with him. I was really impressed with everybody. Genuinely, everybody on that pitch. Mm. Yeah, Essex one says he looks solid and dangerous. Don't think he put a foot wrong all game. Yeah, Mick, and this is key. This guy's not on loan. This is our man for three years with a three year contract. Um, he was big, he was strong. I didn't put a foot wrong most at game. He looked he looked fairly quick as well. He could take the ball down. He looked, his ball control looked very solid as well. 
yesterday for me, there wasn't a downside to Swans. Obviously, there are going to be downsides. And, you know, it's not a perfect play yet, obviously. But there were so many, so many positives to take from his performance. Look, he's a central defender, so he's going to have some mistakes, and central defenders do that. Um, they, well, they don't have any more mistakes than anybody else, but those those mistakes are highlighted because of the position that they play in. Uh, but he looks some player. I mean, I, I, I'm only obviously basing that on 90 minutes. However, mm. he does look some player. That lad, uh, I'm amazed that we've managed to um, we've managed to, to bag him, uh, and it's only going to do us. It's only going to benefit us in the long run. Um, so yeah, really, really impressed with him. Very, very impressed with him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Very excited. He's our boy. Um, so let's move on. Shall we have a quick chat about the referee, Michael? Before we move on, Phil, let's get it out of the way. Uh, Matt Donahue. Um, what can we? How can I word it? Inconsistent. Very, very, very inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just obviously not read the rule book or the um, the EFL's um, current edict about what what is and isn't a, a foul or remembered it periodically. I think didn't he? <laughs> yeah, um, it's probably a better way of putting it. No, no real howls from him, were they? Uh, but it was very, very inconsistent. You know, it it, it gave a foul for two hundred pushing back. Um, I said two-handed pushing back. Two hands in the back of a Swansea player. It wasn't a push. It was just two hands in the back. Gave it 20 minutes later. Exactly the same with Chio. Two hands in the back. Probably wasn't a foul. Didn't give it. You know? Uh, right in front of the lines. It's just... I, I, it's the same old story. Week in, week out. Just inconsistent. But thankfully, thankfully, there were those stupid hours this time so at least I suppose he's going to be able to go on yesterday and not have to write a grovelling apology to anybody is he for his incompetence <laughs> no. so every, every, every day is you know decent day for him that I suppose yeah true very true uh, Ben yeah like it was just in concert. I don't know I don't know yeah there was um it was a very big club little club that's the one thing I noticed for me I mean we had uh, we had a chance but even in the first five minutes, we were getting a lot of momentum pressing. Gives a free kick, but it's not a free kick. Just slows the game down completely yeah. for Swansea. That is so beneficial for Swansea. It's actually it's unreal. Uh, and just <laughs> fell into it, and then doesn't do the same. You know when it's us, and it, it's just unfair. It's just little club, big club, and I can't stand it. I mean, we, there was a chat. There was a time where we were pressing them, and we and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Lindsay. Uh, it was in their box fighting football and their player like kind of jumped in front of him and like fell over to clear mm. it and he gives a foul and it's like that's not a foul you just don't want us to score that's actually the feeling that I got you just you do not want us to get momentum in this game and it, it's just annoying it, 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 it's awful it, it's awful genuinely awful it changes the, the way that managers and players have to play the game. It changes the way that you have to manage the game because you can't do what you normally do because what you normally do is relying on people enforcing the rules and that's not going to happen. There was an incident in the second half as well which um, which kind of falls into the time-wasting bracket. Uh, it took Swansea 40 seconds to take a throw-in, just to take yeah. a throw-in. And that was the throw-in where the referee told the player to get back, get back, get back, get back. He then threw the ball into play. And instead of giving us the throw-in, which he should have done, which the rules say that he should. should have done, he then gave the throw back to Swansea and made him go back. Um, and those are the sort of inconsistencies that frustrate players, they frustrate supporters, because they're such obvious, blatant mm. misapplication of the, of the rules. Um, you know, we, we're not going to allow time wasting, but we'll let you take 40 seconds to take a throw in. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. And I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of people as well. You know, it's, it's, it's the nonsense. It's the nonsense of it. People can't make sense. They can't understand why these things happen. You know, the same thing happens twice on a football pitch and there's a different decision each time. 
Yeah. And, and it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. Um, you would have hoped with that new edict about, you know, it being a contact sport and everything else, this getting yourself between the, the player and the ball and throwing yourself on the floor would have no longer been a foul, but that seems not to be the case. Mm. Um, it's it's just, it's, 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 it's poor. Poor, isn't it? But, yeah, to be expected. Also, at least we weren't, at least we weren't Bristol City. You know, yeah, the penalty true. that they got gave against him against Hull, you know, where he's, he's he's gone for a tackle and then taken five or six paces and thrown himself on the floor and then he gets a penalty for it, uh, which was bizarre. Oh, well, yeah. So, yeah. We'll Can we just say about the threes about the, the Lee Tomlin? Uh, oh, love best that. thing ever. That's, that's good refereeing. That, that, that was very good refereeing. The re- Lee Tomlin red card was very, very good refereeing. Yeah, yeah. Because he tried to con him and tried to get other yeah. guys sent off as well. Yeah. But I think the referee was the guy who squared up to that player, wasn't it? I can't there, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a good referee because he takes no prisoners, and and that that was excellent, absolutely excellent. Why can't everybody be like him? You know, just be positive and yeah. consistent. It was excellent refereeing, but more importantly, it was hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one thing for me, the referee, we seem to have stopped implementing the foul throw rule. Law, whatever you want to call it. Um, there must have been 10 foul throws yesterday from Swansea. There must have been at least 10. Um, not a single one given. I don't understand. If that's an under eights game, they're all given as foul throws. They have to retake the throws or whatever because it's senior football. It doesn't matter as much. I, do, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either get rid of the foul throw law and just let people do whatever they want and throw it however yeah. they want. Or yeah. enforce the role, enforce it. It's one or the other. It, it, it's a bit of a grab of mine, but we'll we'll move on. Um, moving forward in terms of individual performance, I can't believe it's taken us forty six minutes to mention Jamie Lindsay's experience with you. That's that's a bit bad on our part, to be honest with you, um, because he was immense. Jamie Lindsay, Ali RFC says Jamie Lindsay is world class. Um, Jamie says, this is Jamie Lindsay, but Jamie on YouTube says, Jamie Lindsay managed match for me, was outstanding, really got in the face. Uh, and Shelly IFC says, How good was Jamie Lindsay? Uh, he soups the championship, mate. He just soups mm. the championship, doesn't he? Yeah, the best player on pitch. It was. it was the best player on the pitch. Uh, there's, there's no question about that, in my view. I, I'm biased because I'm a Rotherham United sport, obviously. Um, but, but but for all their ticky tacky playing it around, sweet little runs off the ball, playing it backwards fifty seven times, and everything else, and all the skills that they showed, Jamie Lindsay showed heart, showed balls. He broke the play up. He, he led the press. He did everything, everything right. Um, he fouled when he needed to foul. You know, everything about his game yesterday was absolutely outstanding. And the person I feel sorry for at the moment is Oli Rathbone because he ain't getting back in that team at the moment. While ever Jamie Lindsay is performing like that at championship level, Oli's going to be ending up warming bench for a bit, which is a shame. Um, But he was absolutely outstanding, Jamie. Outstanding Mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah, he just just screams rather United, Ben, to me, Jamie Lindsay. to be fair to him, in League One, it's not like he played badly. Um, but if somebody says to me, right, what does Rotherham United look like? You find me a player, and what does Rotherham United look like in terms of their, how you like Rotherham to play? Jamie Lindsay. That, that's how I want my team to play. 100%. That's, 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 with, the way the, kind of, with the way that we played yesterday, it just sums it up. That's just how you play football. Is just defensively sound, going into tackles, like, just being physical. Being mm. physical, I know that's you know, referees won't like to hear that. They don't like that word, did they? But making contact, it is allowed, as contrary to popular belief. It is allowed in football. Um, and just making that contact, being physical, because it, people don't like it, especially yeah. nowadays game. And I, nowadays game, especially, people don't like contact. People don't like it. And once you give it, they'll back off. And uh, I disagree with Mick about him being the best player on pitch. I think, uh, I think Connor Washington, for me, was the best player on pitch, but there's going to come a time in this season, Mick, where we're going to have to find a way to fit those four midfielders into the team because you can't drop Jamie Lindsay. But if that's his performance going forward, which I think it will be, there's no reason to think that's, that's going to change. 
Dan Barless was excellent for me yesterday. Ben Wiles had a bit of an off day, but was wasn't bad. And you, I feel like that game. I think we've got a comment here. Uh, Shell Stones, a shame we missed Ollie. That game would have suited him. Yeah, it would. I think Jamie Lindsay and Ollie Rathbun could work really well together. I don't know if there is a way of playing. I don't know if you could play Barlasser and Wiles as almost they had two advanced tens, which Paul Wong has talked about playing two advanced tens. I know you're losing a second striker, but there may need to be a point where we need all four of those players because they have all four make such an impact. Yeah, absolutely. No, it will depend on how we're playing, won't it? Um, yeah. I guess. Um, but having said that, you would have thought perhaps that playing a team like Swansea or highly possession-based, having two players like that in the middle of the park would have been a better option. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there, there may be there may come a time, but one replaces the other. They're both they're both excellent combative midfielders. I just feel that Jamie Lindsay's championship experience will, will stand in better stead. Is there some season going the on that? Season. I don't know. I've got my headphones on, but yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> We should have pointed out they didn't say at the start of the episode, mixing a car parking wheels. Um, yeah, of course. And we'll be with the next episode, I think, as well. Uh, yeah, probably. On Thursday. So if you hear any seagulls in the background, it's not, it's not, they're not Rotherham seagulls. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually at Tip. I'm at, I'm at Carlisle Show Tip. <laughs> That's why you can hear seagulls. <laughs> yeah, it's gone to Trip Channel, uh, whip up a new sponsor for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Dan Barlisser, I thought was excellent yesterday. Ben, I thought he started the press at times. I thought we asked him to play a bit more, a bit further forward. He certainly wasn't the sitting midfielder he was last season. I, I thought we asked him to be a bit more proactive. Uh, I thought he was excellent yesterday, Barlisser. Yeah, he was definitely asked to start the press. That was evident, and he did it so well. Uh, he did it for ninety minutes. Um, it was just amazing. It was amazing. Uh, calm up ball, pressed really well. Almost it was, scored. Yeah, it was almost scored. Uh, it was amazing. It was. It was just amazing. Um, yeah, it was so good. Every, it's hard to find words because everyone on that team yesterday, for me, was amazing. Um, he don't change. He stays in that squad. If he can play like that every week and press like that every week, mm. we'll go far in this league. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Nicholas Skidmore says, did we ever catch that sniper that took out Ben Wilde? (laughs) What a run that were, Mick. What an unbelievable run that were. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that went went four on two. I think at one point, we were absolutely steaming away with that. And that was was almost a guaranteed goal, Mm. you know. And and then he just went and threw himself on the floor. (laughs) Poor lad. Um, that, that, I'm not, I'm, we're not going to sit and criticise Wiles. He just had a quiet game for his by, by his own standards. Um, we all know how big a season it is for him this year. If he performs this, if he performs well in the championship this year, the sky's then the limit. If he doesn't perform, then there's obviously questions. But we all believe in him, so I think we well, think he's going to be the season. Um, hopefully, uh, Amy Woolhouse in the comments says, "Can we have a shout out for Shane Ferguson, who she thought was outstanding to yesterday? Very underrated in his opinion." Uh, again, Ben, I think he might be somebody who suits us better in the championship because he's a proper wing back who's quite good defensively. And you didn't really, we didn't really need that at times last season in the League One, so it, it made him look a bit negative at times in League One. But in, in the championship, I think it works. Yeah, obviously playing hard in Ferguson yesterday it was obviously a more defensive approach. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he's obviously more defensive and attacking. Obviously, can go forward at. I think he's got a ridiculous. When he first signed it, it's got a screamer for Ireland or something. He did have no doubt. Yeah. Screamer. Um, so, yeah, he is more defensive player, but it was good. Again, pressing, just being defensively sound and just winning his battles and just doing his job. It was just, yeah. Everyone did it. It was so good. Mm. So good to see. It's also another one that's a bit like the Jamie Lindsay mick where he just likes to get in people's faces and just yeah. upset him and unsettle the opposition. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's another typical Rotherham United player. Yeah. You know, he just is in your face. It's he's, he's he's clearly a quiet, unassuming lad. Mm. You know, even just to look at him, you know, if, if, you had to, if you had to judge his personality by just looking at him, you think, you know what, he's just a quiet, nice, lovely bloke until he gets on a football pitch and then he's in your face. 
he's snapping at your ankles, he's really, really getting on your nerves. And that's the kind of player he is. But he's very, very effective at it as well. Uh, I like him a lot. I like Shane Ferguson a lot. Yeah. I, th- I think he's going to be a big player for us this year. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. I also yeah. think we'll come up to Cohen Bramall now. I think it's going to be important for Cohen Bramall. There's what 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 a player to look up to for Cohen Bramall to look up to and look at Shane Ferguson and learn from him, um, and then add into his uh, add into his pace, Ben Cohen Bramall. <laughs> uh, I did tell you all that Cohen Bramall was very fast. You didn't believe me with that fast, did you? No, I, when you said he was fast, I thought it was fast, not that fast. That that was. That was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that in my life. That was ridiculous. That was that. It was ridiculous. I mean, he scored from it. You know, yeah. it wasn't no end. It wasn't like there was no end product like they were with like John Taylor and stuff like that. It was no scored from it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, it, was, it was one of those runs. I don't know. I had any conversation with somebody yesterday. It might have been you, Ben. It, it, as he set off and it gets into full flow, you could almost hear. The whole stadium have a sharp intake of breath, all as one. As just, I've never seen anything like that on a football pitch. I don't think I could ever remember seeing yeah. anybody breeze past anybody like that on a football pitch ever. Mm. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It, it may well be. It may have looked better because you know the, the Swansea players didn't trek back with him or whatever. I don't know, but he just absolutely left him for dead. So you know, brilliant. He's got some pace as that lad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's about getting up pitch. We talked again. We talked about this in pre in our preseason episodes. It's about having players that can get you up a pitch and then make the opposition have a have a thought. Because if, if the opposition know you've got Coen Bramall who can just breeze past them like that, they're mm. then less likely to want to throw a kitchen sink at you because they've got to think, oh God, what if he bombs on or if Chio bombs on? Um it gives us a bit it gives us something to make them think. Um, whereas we didn't have it last time. I don't recall really having that in championship because Gio were injured for a lot of the time. Mm. We never really had that, mm. you know, what, what I wonder if he, he's going to breeze past us. So he's, you know, I think Kyoto's not, Kyoto's obviously not as quick, but I think he is, he's got a bit of pace behind him. So um, we're going to run out of time in a minute, but let's talk about, you want to talk about Colin Washington, Ben? I'm very happy to give you the floor. I, I, I was, he obviously doesn't have Smith's physicality. That's very, very obvious, but he's much more mobile than Smith and the press his work rate was as good as Michael Smith for me as good yeah I don't care about that physicality it, it, that right there is how you that is the most unselfish position you mm. can play in football a striker who just presses he was tracking back at left back at one point and he just did his job it was so good it was honestly it was so good because he just pressed pressed and just did basic things that just that don't take loads of my effort, but not everyone does. It was just, it was so good. It was so good. Genuinely. And I don't care. People say, oh, he didn't score 10, 15 goals. I don't care. I could not care less if he doesn't score all season. If he can play like that every season, we'll win games. We will win games because we won't concede. That's how you don't concede. The first step to winning games is not conceding. If we don't concede all year, we'll stay up. So, obviously, yeah. If he plays like that, amazing. Yeah, I probably agree. No, I'm, I'm, it, it also could have stalled Chio's goal. It was in a position to throw himself mm. at it. It was right not to because you know the, you risk the offside, but he was in a position to score that goal. He just chose not to because he was already going in. Uh, I think that's worth mentioning. He was in a position to score. Um, yeah, very, very happy with him. Georgia Kelly came on, Mick. Uh, this time we saw him for, what's that, 24 minutes plus injury time. There's certainly something there with Georgia Kelly. He mentioned in, a, in an interview with some Irish paper that he's he questions his own technique. Um, and I think he's very, very unorthodox. But defenders didn't know what to do with him. They didn't have a clue what they were going to do next, did they? Well, I can I can see why if you're not full of if you're not absolutely brimming with self-confidence, why you would question your own technique. Uh, because you know, as as a as a, as a fan, you you would also question his technique. It's not orthodox. Mm. It's not normal. It's not, and, and it's not something you can put your finger on. We've only seen very little. We've seen very little of him, haven't we? So, it's not something you can put your finger on. And say, ah, it's because he does this or he does the other. It, 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 I don't know what it is, but my God, is he going to be a handful? Is he going to be a handful? You know, he's got the touch without a shadow of a doubt. He's got the pace. 
I, I suspect, although we've not seen that much of it at the moment, he's certainly got the physicality. And I'll tell you what, he does know where goal is. You know, that shot. He's, he's, he's the shot on target within within minutes of coming on. You know, he's, he's, he's not even up to the pace of the game and he's already got the ball, got away from the defender and had a shot on target. So, he is a real prospect and I can see why Paul Warren's gone for him and I can see why Paul Warren was so keen to get him. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops over this season. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Really, really looking forward to seeing more of Georgie Kelly. Yeah, big time. Essex Homerland comments says she spoke to Ben Wiles after the game yesterday. He had no idea why he fell over. She ended up calling him an idiot. He thanked me and that's how the conversation went. <laughs> Brilliant. I can't imagine you calling him an idiot, Grace. Oh, wait. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we've gone through most of the players, but we haven't gone through everybody. Is there anybody else you want to shout out that had a good game? Most, like, basically, they've had a decent enough game, or decent or good game. Uh, anybody else you want to shout out? Mick, how you want to shout Wes out? I, I always shout Wes out. I played in two positions, didn't put a foot wrong all game. Um, and I just love him. He, he, he's brill. He's brill. I'd have posters on my wall if I was 15. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ben, sad, though, anybody else we haven't mentioned, Kyoso? No, I'd say Hardy, though. Just defensively sound. Just good. Just good. Good. The thing with Wes is this 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 level suits him better than League One does for yeah. me, I think. He's, a, he's more of a championship player than he is a League One player. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's it's great to see him. It's great to see him developing again because he is certainly developing. Mm. Yeah. I assume he's in last year's contract as well. That's certainly something to think about. I assume. You would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd be a worry. Yeah. Um, sign him up. Sign him up. Um, there we go. First game in the bag, first point in the bag, still unbeaten. Which is important. Didn't break that duck will bend of winning our first home game, uh, first game of the season at home on the open day of the season, which is disappointing, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, it's not as bad as losing, though. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, I think we've just about covered everything. Uh, thank you everyone who watched the instant reaction that was on YouTube. That'll be out. We'll do the one of those for every home game and the occasional away game. So make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Danny's Match Day vlog is up on YouTube. So if you've been too busy today watching the sport, watching the F1, the cricket, the, the Women's Euros, now's the time to go and watch Danny's Match Day vlog um, and relive yesterday's 1-1 draw. We will be back on Thursday where it's time to look ahead to Coventry. Before we leave, have you seen the state of the pitch in Coventry? No. Uh, they're using it for the sevens, the rugby sevens in the Commonwealth Games. If you get a chance over the next few days, try and watch some of the rugby sevens. The pitches, or we sit now a week ahead of the game. The pitch is an absolute disgrace already. Really? And they've got Our... the reason. The reason we're not playing Saturday is because they've got something on. I think on the Saturday, so it's not going to get any better. How are we going to play our silky smooth passing along floor football? No, no. There's no way. There's no way we're going to create. We're going to complete 600 passes in that game, is it? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, just think what, what Swansea manager is going to have to say if he gets there in the next few weeks. Oh, he's going to be absolutely one, apoplectic, and he's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is only when the pitch is good. This is the time. It's, it's not. It's, it's not going to get better. You know, when it gets to January, the pitch is not going to be better, is it? Oh, you wouldn't have thought. Oh. Uh, all the other month, we have a month break actually, don't we? In December, so maybe, maybe it will be. Um, yeah, please subscribe on the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Please give us a five star rating on iTunes, Spotify, and subscribe if you haven't already. Like, so we're back on Thursday. The scan report will return as we will hear from some Coventry fans about what to expect from them. They've drawn on the opening day uh, to Sunderland. Um, so yeah, there we go. The season's underway. Hey, um, come on. Nick, I hope the car park in Wales is kind to you. It always. 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 Is it a different car park or is it the same one? Same car park, mate. Next to Corp. I'm off to get in beer now. Is it open? Well, if you stop talking, it might still be open. <laughs> what time to open till? <laughs> no idea, mate. I'm not an idiot. I got it beforehand. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, ben, nice to speak to you. And it was nice Thank to you. see you buy your first legal pint yesterday. That was, uh, yeah. that was an enjoyable moment. 
Thank you. Yeah, next time, make sure it's not Carlin, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, there we go. Thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you all on Thursday. Thank you very much. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.